Hey mama, welcome back to another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. Today's episode is a live recording that my husband and I did for our marriage Q&A that we did live in the Wholesome Mama community over on Facebook. If you aren't a part of that group, please make sure you come over and join us. But I can't wait for you to get into this episode. It was a lot of fun. Hey mama, are you finding motherhood more stressful and overwhelming than joyful and fun? Are you spending your days in survival mode just counting down to bedtime? I was there once too. When I became a new mum, I felt lost, confused, and I didn't know my calling beyond motherhood, or even if I had one. John 10.10 says that we are called to a full, abundant life, and I know that that includes us mothers. I'm Elise Rooney, and I'm on a mission to empower women through strategies and mentoring to simplify their life and home, make over their mindset, find purpose, walk in faith, to be able to be present with their family. Join me for conversations about being a woman of faith, conscious parenting and marriage, living in your purpose, how you can easily implement simple systems to simplify your home, mind and life, keys to living an intentional life and so much more. Grab that cup of tea and get ready to thrive. This is The Wholesome Mama Show. Okay, we are live. All right, so this is my husband, Petter. You know. And one of the things that you guys have been asking for is more on marriage. So I thought what better way to do it than to get you guys to ask questions and answer them. So we've got some pretty good questions here uh, that we're going to do our best. Hello. Hi, Amanda. Hope you are having a nice evening. Thank you for joining live. Makes us feel good that we're talking to someone. So I think the first question that we were asked uh, is how long have you guys been together? Um, So We've been together for almost six years. Um, We've been married for almost five years. Uh, Not long enough. (laughs) No, it's not really long at all. Uh, And then the question that went along with that was, did you date long? Depends how long you think long is. (laughs) We dated for six months. Yeah. Yeah. So we started dating in January. We got engaged in July and got married in the December. So one year. Done. <laughs> so, all right. So now we're getting to the real questions. Uh, how did you know that the other was the one? Yes, do tell. How did you know that I was I was the best <laughs> you could do? Um I don't, and we, we've talked about these questions and we both agreed that we don't necessarily believe in there being one and only one because... Because um, it doesn't we, work that way, I don't think. What were you saying about if we got married and then a week later I died? Does that mean that I've, I've had my chance at marriage? I've <laughs> had the one for a week and that's it. Does that mean it doesn't work that way to me? And to me, I see, I see people that have arranged marriages and you would think, that how would that work out to be the one? And people make it happen. I see marriage as something that you can work on and make the best 
So that's what we've been trying to do is make it the best we can. Yeah. I think on that you make each other the one. You yeah. don't... Um, and you can even make yourself the one worth being with. Totally, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think what that question's kind of getting at um, is that we both were mature enough separately running, doing our own life. Uh, and for me, we just kept being at the same place at the same thing. So we were both uh, heavily involved in youth at our church. Uh, and so things like that, we just kept popping up. And so I was sort of thinking, okay, well, this guy's got direction. It seems to be the direction that I'm going in. He's good looking, so righto. <laughs> Minus the, the Hawaiian shirts. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I knew Elise was the one because she loved God and she liked me. Simple. <laughs> Easy. Uh, okay, so that that question next question suggestions to improve and maintain good communication in a marriage communicate simple to do it <laughs> uh don't don't assume yeah don't assume that your spouse knows what you're thinking mm. or your point of view because they probably won't because they're different and what yes. do you say about assuming? Makes um makes a a donkey out of you and me. That's the word. An ass out of you and me. Yeah, yeah. it's assume. Um, but that I remember when you said that, and that's always stuck with me. That you just never assume that um anyone can read your mind because no one can read your mind. Um, other things be open to communication so be open to uh, asking questions and giving communication but also be open to receiving communication communication is a two-way thing it's not just um, one person and make time to communicate so really if there's a conversation that we need to have or a problem that we need to solve or a disagreement that we have, we won't let that conversation linger and won't let um, those feelings fester. We will make the time to prioritise. Yeah, and don't, and you've got to have a good time to have that conversation. You can't just have it maybe in the car while the person that needs to express their feelings, if they're driving, then they can't really think properly. Or if, if it's just at the wrong time of day, even if it's too late at night mm. and both people can't even be bothered to really nut it out, then it's going to, you won't get the proper conversation happening. You need to, you probably could even just book it in and say, we need to talk about, oh, you wouldn't say we need to. You could say, I really want to talk about this with you. Can we sort a time? And let's have the conversation. Yeah. When is a good time to, if it's early enough in the day, you could just say, I really need to discuss. And I think that's pretty well what we do. We would say to each other, I really need to discuss this issue with you. Uh, 
when is a good time that we can can we when you get home from work can we put the tv on for the kids and we go and have a conversation because and book it in so prioritizing communication and yeah making it happen yeah then then the other spouse doesn't feel uh ambushed i guess <laughs> yeah what's with all these questions yeah uh okay if i've got a heads up about it then i can have a think about what you might be saying you can try and think yeah Yeah, i can have a think yeah Yeah. that's good uh next one balance how do you balance marriage and faith particularly when one partner faith isn't as important for one partner good question very good question so we're going to obviously speak to this the best that we can but for us um our separate faith yes our faith what we have faith in is the same um but our separate relationship with god comes before our marriage so our relation my relationship with god is more important than my relationship with elise yeah it comes first and then the way that I have understood what God says is that I, as the husband, should lay down my life for Elise. So if I have got a good, solid relationship with God, then I'll be laying down my relation, uh, laying my life down for my wife and setting a good example and serving her as best I can is the way that I understand that. Yeah. yeah. So, but in terms of, so that's separately in terms of um, maybe faith is important to you, but not to your um, spouse or your partner. Um, just work on your relationship with God first. Um, pray for your partner. Pray. Yeah, absolutely. If you've. If you've tried talking to your partner about God and they just don't want a bar of it, then sometimes the best thing you can do is just pray yeah. and keep praying for them and pr- keep praying that you, you yourself will get closer to God and and hear from him in, in the ways that you can communicate to your spouse about yeah. God. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, important for you. I just lost my train of thought. Important for you to keep building your relationship with God, um, but still in a way that honours your husband. This is from a woman, so it's her husband. Um, But you can still do that in a way that is honouring God too. So, but yeah, just work on your, your faith in your relationship with God. Hmm. Okay, the next question. What is the best marriage advice you received? Best marriage advice? Uh, Something that uh, the couple who did our pre-marriage counselling did, they said to us uh, to always be a team. And always have each other's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're the two things. So be a team. So when we are discussing things and having those harder conversations, we are using the terms of we and our and us. It's not a 
me versus you. Mm. It's a us as a team because we believe that when we are married, we are now one. Mm. Uh, and it's now us together as a team versing this problem. It's not me and this problem versus you and the problem. Uh, it's the two of us as one versing the problem. So that would be the first thing. Um, and it makes disagreements so much more easy because you're not at each other. You're trying to come up with a solution together. Mm. And then, yeah, have each other's back. A solution to our problem. It's not, it's not your problem or it's not my problem. Yeah. It's, it's our problem. So how can we come up with a solution together? And then, and then when you look at it that way, you'll both work together to fix the situation. Yeah. If you just go, that's not my problem, then you're not going to be helping your spouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the other thing of having each other's back. So whether we are together or apart, uh, we always have each other's back. And I remember that came very vividly when I was out at a family friend's of the Roonies and someone said, oh, I hear you're marrying Petta. I think we were engaged. I hear you're marrying Petta. Oh, I'm sorry or something like that. And like I know it's a good family friend and I know he meant it as a joke, but I decided in that moment, oh, I'm I'm not sorry actually like and to have my husband's back and not even joke about um, little things like that. Yeah, always talking your spouse up never never mm. taking cheap shots yeah mm. uh okay the fight, next fight for each other not against each other yes yes the next question how do you get through moments where you cannot stand being around one another i don't a long think about this and i don't know if there's any time that i don't want to be around you thanks <laughs> same to you but if there was, I don't know, I might just go and mow the lawn, sharpen some chisels. I don't know. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I can't think of a moment where I've really gone, I don't even want to be around you. There's certainly times where we get frustrated with each other, but not to the point of I can't stand you. Yeah. Um, I think in that in those situations, though, you need to look at what's really going on. And I think it comes back to the whole communication thing. Uh, are you assuming, are you making assumptions about a situation? Um, or assumptions on what you're expecting your spouse to be doing for yeah. you or for your family? I think with expectations too, a lot of expectations we have with other people are unspoken. So maybe we haven't even told our partner that it's an expect, we have this expectation uh, and then they didn't do it and they didn't know that it was an expectation. And so... <laughs> it was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe there's just a lack of communication. Yeah, that's that would be maybe what would happen if there's a breakdown in communication and there's a, a problem that's just festering then that'd be understandable why you wouldn't want to be anywhere near that person mm. and 
going away from that person probably isn't going to fix it. You yeah. need to you need to communicate what you're feeling about the situation and then open it up to your spouse and say, what do you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> and see what they say to that. And have that conversation of saying we really need to we really need to have a conversation about this when is a good time for us and almost you have to book it in and sometimes particularly with young kids we have to book in a time to have a conversation because some some nights it's not till nine o'clock that they're asleep and that's not a good time for us to make life decisions Uh, and another thing is I don't know because I don't know if the person who asks this has a particular situation of, that they've experienced in mind. But to ask yourself, does this actually really matter? What I'm, what we're fighting over. Fighting over. Does it, is it going to matter tomorrow? Is it going to matter next week? Is it going to matter in five years? Can I be the bigger person and yeah, forgive first. let it go? Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah. But again, I think that question kind of comes back to the communication too. And if you're, if you're married and you're living together and you're not getting along and you're not communicating, then you're really just roommates. Mm. Yeah. So more communication is always better, I think. Yeah. And lots of people have told me that I don't communicate enough. <laughs> Until you get to know you yeah. and you don't stop. Yeah. Uh, the next one was any books or resources that you recommend? Oh, yeah. So, you know, go through. Did you write them down? Because I don't even love. There's a book called Love and Respect. So that, that sort of talks about how men really like to have the respect from their wife and women really like to have the love of their husband. So... And how that spiral, if you, if that spiral is going well, then your relationship will get better and better. And if that spiral is going down and you're not respecting your husband and the husband goes, well, I'm not getting any respect, so I'm not going to love my wife, then and it spirals downwards and it just doesn't get any better. So if you can understand that little diagram, if I painted it enough, then it's really simple mm. and if you work on it it's it's easy to keep going yeah. I think that was a book that we read when we were engaged and we was even saying the other night that that has been really helpful in understanding how almost what the manifestation of love looks like for each of us yeah, yeah. like how yeah, how it looks and how the husband want the way that you tell him that you love him is by showing him the respect. Mm. Uh, and then that, yeah, creates the flow on. In our Bible study group that we do sort of on a fortnightly basis, we're doing the um, the story of marriage by John and Lisa Bevere. It's a, what, a five-week sort of course. Five or six, yeah. Five or six sort of weeks where you can read the book a bit watch the video a bit and then you do a couple of discussion questions with your spouse and then you can talk about it with a group that you're in maybe or you can just do it on your own so it's a it's a great 
it's it's basically yeah the story of marriage why marriage was invented and who invented it and how it works and another course that we've done the marriage course by alpha nikki and silla is it yeah i don't know the last name maybe lee or something yeah but that was that was a really good course about learning learning how to love your wife and wives learning how to respect your husbands that's a good one for communication mm, yes i think and then there's the love languages if you can learn about your own love language and your spouse's love language and how they give love how they like to receive love then it'll help you out to really target your love mm. in certain ways towards your spouse so then you're not wasting your time with buying gifts for somebody that doesn't really care about gifts. What they really want is quality time. Mm. Um, and on that too, it's good to know because for your love language is acts of service and acts of service is my lowest. So it doesn't even occur to me to do something. Um, so that book was really particularly during the quiz, was really eye-opening into, yeah, how we each need to receive love, but also going how we each give it as mm. well. And love languages, you might change over time. In 10 mm. years, they might be different. So you might have to ask your spouse every, I don't know, every couple of years, does yeah. this still mean anything when I do this to you or for you? And they might say, no, <laughs> things might have to change. I want, I want gifts now. That's right. <laughs> okay. The next question is, how do you make time for one another with young kids, like time for date nights? How do you make time? You book it in. Yeah. Like going to the dentist. Sure. You look after your teeth. You look after your wife. You look after your marriage. Probably a bit more regularly than when you go to the Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we part of the thing that we learned in the marriage course was to have marriage time and not just meaning sex, but meaning actual dating, continue to date your spouse. Um, and so they did it weekly. So when we did that, we didn't have kids. So we were able to do, we did a Thursday night date night. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it was date night at home. Sometimes we'd go out. Uh, but now we, it's a priority. Mm. It's still a priority. And I think our goal, well, not our only goal, but one of our goals is to not have the kids move out of home. Mm. And then we look at each other and go, who are you? Yep. Um, Cause that, would just be heartbreaking. A bit sad. Um, so you got to prioritize it. You have to choose to make it a priority. So we go fortnightly. We yep. book it in fortnightly, and it's kind of probably easier with our families because they live nearby. So we've got babysitters for free. But I suppose even if your family didn't live nearby, you could you could find other friends that maybe have kids or would like to have kids and you could lend them out you could say hey you want to have the kids on thursday night and then yeah you could even find another couple who don't have 
family by or who do have family by and say to them um do you want to do date night swaps where this week you have our kids on Wednesday night and next week we'll have your kids on Saturday morning Mm. Uh, it doesn't have to be date night it can be date breakfast it can be a whatever um but I think it's important that your marriage comes first and the kids will know that I know a lot of people go oh but like we don't have family nearby or we can't leave the kids or but if you aren't prioritizing your marriage and um, working at it and giving it the time that it needs then your kids will feel that Mm. and I don't know our kids are fine yeah. going to someone else's house it's an adventure for them um and we would rather prioritize each other and have our kids grow up in a loving atmosphere than be roommates and our kids not have a healthy loving family to grow up in yeah so with the i suppose the the order of relationships like i was saying before my relationship with god is more important than my relationship with Elise and then from there my relationship with Elise is more important than my relationship with my kids so with our kids so so uh, <laughs> when you I, w- I would say what I've seen in my 30 years of living is if the marriage is healthy the kids will be happy if the marriage is a storm and there's fights all the time and there's mum and dad never get time together then the kids will be a bit like what's going on here I don't feel safe or whatever so mm-hmm. if you can prioritize date night fortnightly at least and you have time to to yourselves then you can build things you can you can uh, work on sticky situations you can mm. have the the hard conversations and and work out the nitty-gritty of things that you can't really do in front of your kids or you don't want to do in front of your kids because they don't they might not understand conversations like that if mm. they're, they're still young or whatever but yeah it's really important to to prioritize prioritize the date night and uh, and don't let anything get in the way of it like if it was a date night but it was in the middle of the day and the surf was really really good (laughs) and i hadn't had a surf in a month then i would really like to go for a surf but the marriage is more important if it's at night and at least booked it in for us and state of origin was on (laughs) then i would have to make a decision wouldn't i and you've always got to put the marriage first yeah There'll always be another origin. But your marriage, hopefully it's the only one you get. Yeah. Okay, the next question, how did you know you were ready to have kids? We had one one day and we were were ready. Positive test. Well, for us, we weren't exactly planning to have kids when we did, but my health, the doctors suggested that it would be good to start trying but 
so we then had a conversation and felt like, is there anything you want to do before we... Yeah, I remember we sort of asked each other, is there anywhere we want to sort of travel before we have kids? Looked at each other and no, I think we can probably do whatever travel we want if we, when we have kids Take or them. we'll just sort of send them off somewhere else while we go on a holiday. <laughs> Wait or, till they grow up and we have money, yeah. <laughs> can travel well. Um, I was probably more thinking of, uh, we've got two incomes at the moment when when we didn't have kids we've got two incomes and we're surviving feeding two people at the moment how's it going to work with at least stopping work and having another mouth to feed and nappies how expensive are they how many do you use sort of thing and but mm. so i so i asked some friends how does that work and and the friends sort of said it just works i don't know how it works I thought the kid was going to be really expensive to, to feed and clothe, but you just make it work. You sacrifice on things because you, you love your family. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, we were just mature enough that we thought we can keep a child alive. But you do, you just make it work I think if you are waiting for the perfect moment where you are both absolutely ready it's never going to come because there will always be something yeah. that you could do um, but you just make it happen hmm. and here we are baby number three we didn't want to be really old parents either. well that was that was the other thing we wanted to be young parents yeah. um, for the other end of we'll be when the kids, when the kids are old home. enough to be moving out here. Anyway, the last question is, what's one thing that surprised you about having kids? How many nappies they do go through. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, yep. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> How much extra love you can give. Yeah. I thought when I got married. Nice. Man, I... This is pretty cool having a wife and being able to love someone the way I do. And then you have a kid and you go, man, now I can love my kids as well. But it's a different kind of love. But yeah, it's just cool. And the, and the love that you get back from your kids is yeah, very heartwarming and hmm. I don't know, gives, you, gives you another sort of joy. And then you think when you have your second child, oh, how can I love this child? <laughs> as much as the first. As much as the first, but... You do. Yeah. Um, I think. Um, how much they make you laugh. Oh, yeah. Our kids are crackers. <laughs> and, yeah, I like, I like how much our, our kids have taught me, at least, to, mm. to slow down and smell the roses. Yeah. I think what surprised me in having kids is... Um, really yeah stopping to look at our priorities and who i am as a mother who i want to be as a mother but also who i want to be as a wife and as a friend just as a person in general uh, and then the other thing is how much it just keeps changing and you keep learning and it's one minute there a bit of a whirlwind a bottle the next minute there 
shoving a steak in their mouth. <laughs> and the next minute they spit it on you. So there you go. And then the next minute they finally get out of nappies and you give them a hammer <laughs> because that was what they wanted. That was the reward. Do a poo on the toilet and we'll take you to Bunnings and get a hammer that you've wanted for the last six months. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, how we reward our children, take them to Bunnings. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's it's the best. Being married and being a parent is good fun. So much fun. Work on it. Work it doesn't on it. it doesn't come for free. You have to work on it. No. Yeah. What did I say? Happily working at it ever after. Yes. It's not going to come easy, but it's absolutely worth it. And the more work you put in, the better it is. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Wholesome Mama Show. I pray that you're blessed by this conversation. And if you did get something out of today's episode, I would love for you to take a moment, leave a review, subscribe, and even share this episode on your socials. And please don't forget to tag me at Wholesome Mama. And also, did you know that we have a community that is fully based around conversations happening in this podcast? Search on Facebook, The Wholesome Mama Community, and I will see you in there. Let's share the love and light and help more women to thrive.